This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com. All righty then. Welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. I'm Brian Catino here with Chris Morris and Dom Fierro. What's up, boys? What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, Happy Selection Sunday to both of you. A little sad after last night's game, which I was in attendance for. Uh, But it was a good game, nonetheless. Pirates are in. Excited for Thursday against Wofford. Can't great. wait. It was a great game. Great game. It was. Back it was. and forth. A great Big East basketball game. Um, Nova felt like they had the, the, you know, they're sort of one step ahead the whole time. A couple Seton Hall runs. I think they took the lead momentarily, like twice maybe in the second half. But uh, definitely, definitely a great college basketball game. Great weekend in general. I was highly entertained by all the conference tournaments. Yeah, it was It was a good time. Uh, probably one of the top five sporting events I've ever been to, to also. It was a lot of fun. Place was packed, fans all over the place. I actually sat, got to meet Miles Powell's mom, and uh, sat next to Jared Roden's family. So that was a nice uh, little conversation we had going on. Oh wow, oh, that was cool. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Uh, so either way, looking forward to Thursday. Big game against Wofford. You know, can't wait. Ten o'clock start on a Thursday. Nothing I would love more. How many how many Miller lights were consumed yesterday? <laughs> so, let's see. I had a, like a it was my grandma's birthday, so I went. I had a few Coronas there, and then at the train station, Secaucus, I had three Miller lights, and then <clears throat> going to the game or at the game, I had two uh, Bud Heavy's uh, Tall Boys. So it was a it was a good time. <laughs> It's a solid day. Miles Sounds Powell's like a day. Would be proud. She would. She was. She was very happy that we were telling her her song was really good too. So, <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's jump right into this this uh, March Madness madness we got going on. First annual for Sneaky Plays Pod. Um, we're gonna be breaking down the tournament by uh, region by region, and uh, we'll be starting with the East region. So I'm gonna ask each of you um, your most intriguing game in the round of 64, and then we'll kind of just jump right in, you know, into those marquee matchups. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. All right, so Morse, um, what's that round of 64 matchup in the East region that you're kind of looking at that is sort of like an underrated type of matchup? Uh, I kind of like the – well, there's two of them. But to, to highlight first, I'll go with the Mississippi State-Liberty matchup. Um, obviously, you know, sort of every year we have our, our annual 12-5 upset usually even two of them a lot of the time. Um, and I think this is one definitely to circle. Mississippi State, not a huge fan, honestly. I think they're a little overseeded. Um, I like the SEC. I think. I mean, obviously, I think this is one of the better years for the SEC in, in recent memory. Um, obviously, with Tennessee and Kentucky being two, you know, top five teams basically all year. LSU and now Auburn really coming on strong, too. Um, but Mississippi State, really a team that I just haven't been all that impressed with all year. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Liberty, honestly. This is more just an indictment about Mississippi State. Um, and I've seen Liberty in the tournament before, but you know, for them to be as high as a 12 seed, I think that speaks highly of them too. Um, I'm sure Dom could tell you more being the mid-major expert, but more of an indictment. I just don't think Mississippi State's that great, and I think they're definitely you know a likely candidate to be upset in the first round. Um, and I think the other matchup to look for is whoever wins that Belmont-Temple uh, playing game, which I think has the potential to be a great game. Um, kind of contrasting styles there. Temple's a little bit more of a tough, you know, hard-nosed, slow-it-down defensive team, while Belmont's one of the best offensive teams in the whole country. Um, I think I heard a stat the other day. I think they lead the entire country in assists per game, actually. Um, I think whoever wins that game is going to give Maryland a great game, too. So I think that's going to be a heck of a first matchup, and I could see either one of those teams, Belmont or Temple, uh, potentially upset in Maryland. Yeah, so I will agree with you. That Liberty-Mississippi State game has definitely got to be on everybody's radar. Liberty's a really good team. Uh, got to watch them a few times this year. They they got the one big man. I forgot his name. Uh, but he's a, he scores at will, rebounds at will. They got a nice other shooter, in the, a shooting guard. I can't remember. I don't really know their names on their read, but I have watched them. And they, they definitely can beat Mississippi State, no problem. Uh, Mississippi State, like you said, is one of those teams I feel like is a little bit overrated. Uh, you know, coming out of the SEC, they were ranked at some point this year, but they were out of the rankings right away. The SEC really, in my opinion, ran through, you know, Kentucky, 
Tennessee and LSU this year. Um, Auburn obviously sneaks in with a you know win today, winning the SEC. But I don't think that they're that great of a team. But I would definitely point my put my mark on Liberty Mississippi State with Liberty upset. And then the other game that I I really like that intrigues me too is that Yale LSU game. <laughs> so mm. I don't know if you guys got to watch it all the Ivy League today, uh, but Yale can score. They and they have the height. I don't know if they'll pull it out against LSU, but I think they're a lot closer uh, than it usually than it w- than you would think it would be. You know, when you see LSU is one of the top teams in the SEC this year, you know, beat Kentucky, uh, beat Tennessee, but look out for that game because Yale could definitely win that game as a 13 seed and go on to the next round. Yeah, Yale Yale is a team like you said they, they can actually they can score the basketball. Um, they got that kid uh, Maioni who is, you know, he's a hell of a guard, uh, Ivy League player of the year. And if, if he's hot, um, he's, he's going to be tough to stop no matter who they play. Um, I don't think Yale is afraid to play against LSU. I don't think they're any, you know, they're not worried about having to play a big dog like that. Um, we've seen LSU lose some, some games that they shouldn't have this season already. Um, obviously, they're – a team that varies on the spectrum week in and week out by beating tough teams and losing to, to you know, lower end teams. So I, I think Yale's going to go in, um, probably shoot a bunch of threes. And if they get caught on a hot streak, uh, that's that's going to be a really good basketball game. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yale's, Yale's been a tough before. out, too, I think. And didn't they play Duke pretty tough a couple years ago, too, I want to say? Yeah, a few years ago when Duke won the national championship. That's yeah. right, yeah. They, year, they, the they did after, the game. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, but they played them in the second round, I believe, because Yale upset Baylor that year. That's right. And then they play, I think they lost to Duke by like four or six. It yeah, I remember that being game. a dogfight. So, very close game. But that's another game I'd, you know, I would say that's probably the biggest bracket buster if Yale can upset LSU in the first round. Yeah, I think that's a very possible uh, huge upset. Um, but, yeah, the game for me in that round 64 East region – it's either going to be Belmont or Temple against Maryland. Um, I think it's going to be Belmont. I think Belmont is a very good basketball team. Um, and I don't think Maryland is anymore. Um, they've been playing really bad, really poorly towards the back end of this season. Um, obviously, they have talented guys like Fernando. But I, I don't know, man. Belmont can play. So I'm I'm intrigued by that potential Belmont-Maryland matchup. I yeah, think- I, I, I kind of think that uh... – I think either one of those teams has a chance to go to the Sweet 16, too. Because like you said, Dom, I think, I mean, Yale's going to give LSU a tough game. And even if LSU is able to squeak by, um, I think Belmont or Temple, but particularly probably Belmont because they have more firepower, um, could definitely beat Maryland and or LSU also. Uh, I'm not crazy high on Belmont. I know they're they're this big team going in. It was mid-major. But to me, I mean, I've watched a few of their games. Clearly, they have great offense, right? But Maryland, I mean, Fernando is very tough to stop in the post. Rebounds the ball at will. Scores almost all the time at will. Yeah, he has some, you know, they've been playing poorly. But a lot of teams, when it gets to March, it's that time of the year where they break down a little bit. I mean, the one thing Belmont has is, I mean, their season ended last week, you know. And I just don't see, to to me, I don't see kind of the glamour of picking them over Maryland. I think Maryland's going to win that game. I don't think I think it will be close, but I think Maryland's going to win that game, and that everybody sees the Belmont as the Loyola Chicago or the George Mason and whatnot. But I just don't see it, in my opinion. Um, I mean, just just a point of reference: uh, Maryland is five and seven in their last twelve. So, like like I kind of pointed out, I mean, just struggling towards the end of the season. Obviously, it's tournament time; everyone's zero and zero. You know, you don't know how they're going to react in the tournament. They're a young team, so maybe they'll they'll come out fired up and be a different be a different bulldog uh, come tournament time. So, I mean, we'll we'll see the team that they they uh, show on the court uh, come this this next week. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, Tino. I just don't think I'm just not a huge Maryland fan. Um, <laughs> I think they well. I'm not a fan. I don't think they're, you know, they haven't really been playing all that well recently. I mean, losing to Nebraska, obviously, in the in the Big Ten tournament's not a good look. Um, lost to Penn State by, like, 20 points a couple weeks ago, too. That's obviously a bad loss. Um, played Michigan pretty tough, but still lost a home game to them. 
That was a Sunday afternoon, I think a couple weeks ago too. And Michigan kind of really asserted themselves down the stretch in that game as the better team. Obviously, Michigan's, you know, one of the better teams in the country. They're a number, they're a two seed. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I haven't liked what I've seen from Maryland recently. I think they're going to get upset by either Temple or, or Belmont. Yeah, I think I would like even getting back to Belmont, I wouldn't be too sure to even make it out of the first four game. No, that first four game. Temple's a good quality squad, and they're going to be very tough to beat also. So, you know, I understand why everybody's high on Belmont, uh, but I just wouldn't be so sure to pick them in, like, a money bracket and whatnot to get to the second round if they ended up beating Temple or even the Sweet 16. All right, so um, moving on um, for the East region, um, the potential for the Sweet 16 coming out of that, those four teams – for me, I'm looking right now. I think it's, it is going to be one, two, um, one, two, three, and four. So Duke, VT, um, Michigan State, LSU. Um, so Duke, Virginia Tech. I, I'm not too intrigued by that matchup. I think Duke kind of rolls for through the East right now. Yeah, I would. I would agree. Uh, I think Duke's going to get that final four spot. Uh, I would say it would definitely one, two, three, four, kind of right down the board for the East, and I'm looking at a Duke-Michigan State Elite Eight. BT did upset uh, Duke you know, a few weeks ago, but that was, again, without Zion Williamson. So, I don't know. That will be a tough game. ACC games in the tournament are always tough because uh, those guys have met each other so much, have heard about each other so much, and there's always more on the line. So, but I would think Duke comes out of this uh, region. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, like you said, BT did upset them, but that was without Zion. Um, still matters, I think, you know, the fact that they've beaten them before, they won't be afraid. Certainly haven't played them a couple times this year. You know, they can know what to expect. Um, and, yeah, I like Michigan State, too. I think on the other side, I think they're going to get to the Elite Eight. Um, really a team that's faced a ton of adversity this year, a ton of injuries. Obviously suffered another, you know, big blow today. Um, Aaron's one of their, you know, stretch big men. Not a huge, you know, he's a bench guy, but he plays a little bit and had a pretty gruesome leg injury, had to get stretchered off the court. That was already without, you know, Joshua Langford, one of their best players, um, and Nick Ward, their best big man, who just came back and is playing with a, with a cast on his hand. So they're banged up, but um, I think, you know, we know what Tom Izzo does come March. I think they're a lock to be in the Elite Eight. Um, I think they're going to give Duke a good game, but I think in the end, I think Duke gets to the Final Four. Yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with you guys. Um, as a Michigan State follower, um, it's going to be tough for me to sit here and say that they're going to be the ones that come out of the East – and um, upset Duke. I don't see that happening. Um, like you said, Morse, too many injuries. Nick Ward is not healthy. Um, Arns, obviously, with that, that awful injury. Joshua Langford, gone for most of the year. But you see some of those, these guys stepping up. Like Matt McQuaid, I think, dropped 27 points today. Um, he's obviously not going to go out and do that on a nightly basis. But he has that capability, shooting uh, with a high three percentage. Um, Cassius Winston, Big Ten Player of the Year. I mean, he's he's phenomenal to watch. I mean, if if he gets hot along with McQuaid and and one other person like Kenny Goins can step up, they they have they have a, a really good team and a shot. But I think Duke, if as long as Zion Williamson is healthy, they are the best team in the country. Will Will Matt McQuaid ever graduate too? How, how freaking old is that guy? He's graduated this year. Finally, Jesus, he seems like he's been there for eight years. I, mean, I guess that's well, he's the been... way it is in college basketball now because everybody, you know, plays only a year or two. So when you see a guy that's been a prominent player for four years, it's kind of like it's eye-popping. It catches your attention. But I feel like I've been seeing that little dweeby white face for the last eight years of my life. Well, Michigan State, they, they tend to have players that stay for four years. Um, so, I mean, McQuaid got significant playing time as a freshman um, coming off the bench as a sixth and seventh guy. Um, mostly for his defense and, like I said, three-point shooting. So, yeah, he's he's played a bunch of games. He's never been hurt either. So that'll do it. You know, seeing him play about 15 times a year, we'll, uh, you'll get tired of, yeah. of that face <laughs> if you're not a fan. Let's, oh, I don't dislike him. It's just like, I mean, well, he's annoying. I shouldn't say I just I like their team. He's not one of my favorites, but I don't know. I'm, I'm done with seeing Matt McQuaid. <laughs> All right, so let's move on uh, across to the other side. Um, let's go to the south. So, uh, what matchup in the round 64 are we looking at? Wisconsin-Oregon. Uh, another 5-12. Uh, I don't know if you guys have watched Oregon recently. They're really playing well. They're really clicking at the right time. The one guy, the guy's name, uh, white kid on Oregon. He 
is lighting it up. He's almost scoring at will, shooting the ball really well. Blew out Washington last night. Who I mean, Washington ran through the Pac-12 this year. It seemed like uh, Oregon had a few injuries. You know, that lost uh, what's his name, Ball Ball. So, I mean, I would think Oregon definitely upsets Wisconsin. Wisconsin never impresses me. Uh, it's the same old stuff every single year. But I will look at that matchup definitely, and then the Villanova St. Mary's matchup. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I think. <laughs> that's <laughs> I think Villanova really got screwed seeding this year. Uh, I don't understand how they're a six seed and Marquette's a five seed after they beat Marquette once, won the Big East tournament, and then won the Big East outright in the regular season. Makes no sense to me. I think a lot of people – see, this is the problem with March Madness, right, is that not one person ever heard of St. Mary's this year, and then all of a sudden they beat Gonzaga, and everybody's like, oh, St. Mary's is going to beat Villanova. You know, that's not going to happen. I think Villanova rolls through this game, but it is an intriguing matchup nonetheless because of what they did do to Gonzaga, who I think has the best offense in the league, in my opinion. Uh, but I think Villanova rolls. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, I mean, you stole the words right out of my mouth with the seeding thing. Um, I don't get how – I mean, yeah, it's, they're only one seed higher, but the fact that they split the season series, the fact that Marquette's been playing terrible as of late, um, Nova wins – the Big East regular season outright. They don't even tie with Marquette. They finish a game ahead, and they win the Big East tournament, and they're still a seed lower. I don't understand. Um, I mean, I guess Marquette obviously was a little bit better at a conference, but, I mean, I, I don't think that that should matter as much as winning your conference regular season and tournament. Um, but, I mean, I nothing I can do about it now. But still, going forward, I think this bracket kind of, to me, is the most wide-open one. Um, I think it's probably – it might be the weakest one, too, which bodes well for, you know, teams like Villanova who are a little bit lower. Even teams like Kansas State or Wisconsin, I don't – I mean, I'm with you, Dom. I don't really love Wisconsin either. They never really impress me. Um, but I think – I mean, I sort of can see anybody coming out of this. I mean, if you're a team like Nova that obviously has won two out of the last three championships, I mean, definitely are – definitely not quite the same team as they have been in the years past this year, obviously losing four guys to the NBA, um, but really came on late in the year – uh, won the Big East regular season tournament, like I said. Um, and I'm not – I mean, I don't really think Purdue's all that good either. I, th- I thought they were pretty overrated all year. Obviously, had an early exit in the Big Ten tournament too. Um, another team that I think is a little overseeded. I think they're primed to get to get upset in the second round by Nova. Um, and even, I mean, Tennessee, obviously, you know, I mean, they had kind of a clunker today. But beating Kentucky yesterday, they're capable of beating anyone. I also think they're capable of losing anyone. Um, and if they're not making shots, if they're not making it for three – they could definitely go down. Um, and as we know, Virginia, you know, has been a number one or a number two seed basically every year, it seems, for the last five or six years, but has been un- unable to get to the Final Four. Um, last year, losing to 16 seed UMBC in the first round. I don't think that'll happen again against Gardner-Webb, um, but they got to be on alert, obviously. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think they're – you definitely can't just pencil them into the Final Four just because they haven't, you know, they haven't proved it yet. So, you know, as a Nova fan, speaking totally unbiased – I honestly think this draw went pretty well for them, um, and they've got a shot to make another run. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Nova, to me, is my Final Four pick for this region because I don't think he's going to make it. Same story as always, not enough offense, too much defense. And where Villanova, I mean, as much as it pains me to say, uh, it's more of a complete team. They clearly they play well, and when they're hot, they're hot. Uh, right now they're pretty hot, you know, after this big win off the Big East tournament, you know, going in, get a favorable draw the first round, the second round, Purdue, like you said, overrated, Old Dominion, I think, could upset them. That's another game to kind of pencil in as, ooh, do I pick, I would probably pick Old Dominion over Purdue. They're a very good team. Uh, and I just don't see, you know, my Sweet 16 for me is Virginia, Villanova, Kansas State, and Tennessee with Nova, Tennessee going to the Elite Eight, and Nova eventually going to the Final Four. And like you said, Tennessee, I know I was really high on Tennessee earlier, you know, a few like a month or two back. I, they're not good. Uh, they struggle a lot, turn the ball over way too much. And a team, you know, whether you're a 15 seed or a one seed, you know, if you turn the ball over, you can lose no problem in the NCAA tournament. Every team is willing to do whatever they can to win games. And if you turn the ball over, you're going to lose. Yeah, so I mean the the seeding with Nova, man, that 
I'm not understanding how, like, forget the whole Marquette thing. How are they a lower seed than Wisconsin? Like, I, <laughs> that yeah. blows my oh. mind. Well, I can tell I you, mean, I can tell you exactly how that happens because of the net. Because Wisconsin plays in the Big Ten, when you get to play Michigan twice and Michigan State twice and Purdue twice and whoever, those games are quad one wins, no matter or quad one wins or losses, no matter what. Where Villanova played Butler twice, so you played DePaul twice. You know, Creighton. Yeah, like Creighton. That, but, you know, you you're not getting what you get as a big as a power five conference and that's the problem with net is that you know like a mississippi state right play kentucky two times a year tennessee lsu that's six quad one matchups right there and you can even count florida too probably that's eight right there you know when you get villanova you get maybe what two against marquette two against seton hall i played kansas they played florida state Michigan. michigan yeah uh, played North Carolina, right? No, nah, they didn't play UNC this uh, year. I thought they played them this year. Florida State, Kansas, and Michigan were the three big uh, non-conference games they played. Yeah, and you lost to Kansas. You lost to Michigan. Yeah, they beat Florida State. That was the only one. Yeah, so that's what hurts teams like Anova, you know, which is why Marquette is ranked. They already talked about it. I was watching uh, Bracketology on ESPN. The guy said, uh, we put Marquette over Villanova because of quad one wins or quad one matchups, whatever it was. So that doesn't makes no sense to me. It favors the big guys. I don't like it. I think yeah, I think then they gotta get rid of it. Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah stay, staying within this region, uh the Wisconsin Oregon game, I th- I think I got I have Oregon pulling that one out. Um over Wisconsin. I think Oregon's playing really well as of now. Um winning obviously beating Washington is a really really good win. Um pretty much the only decent team there to beat in the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 was kind of miserable. But, again, Oregon playing pretty well, 7-5 last 12 games. Wisconsin's 5-7 and seven their last 12. So I think Oregon has a shot to definitely win that game as a 12 seed over a 5. The Villanova-St. Mary's game, I'm not, like, o- like overly intrigued by it because, like you said earlier, Dom, the St. Mary's win over Gonzaga, yeah, it happened. I mean, they play Gonzaga every year twice a year they get to determine they play him again so they they know what they're getting um it's not like they went out and beat you know duke or north carolina that they never play so i'm not too worried about villanova against st mary's villanova's 11 and 1 in their last 12 so i'm not worried about that um an intriguing matchup to me is uh kansas state against uh, uc irvine um kansas state most likely playing without dean wade they're significantly worse team without him so I think if UC Irvine can get hot and play really good defensive basketball like they, they're very capable of, uh, I think the 13th the seed has a chance against Kansas State. Ooh, picking the Big West team over Kansas State. I do like, <laughs> I do like that. Uh, I've watched absolutely no UC Irvine games this year, but I do know Kansas State is a much uh, worse team with that Wade. So it wouldn't surprise me, but I still think Kansas State probably gets it done. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not saying like like UC Irvine's going to go in there and roll. I'm saying with with Kansas State without Dean Wade, like this is a legitimate basketball game. Like, oh yeah, UC Irvine has the potential to play with them from you know the in the entire game, and I think they have a legitimate shot to at least be really competitive within the game. So it's not going to be a roll me over thirteen versus four. I, I think it's going to be a better basketball game than people think. Yeah, I would I definitely agree. That definitely becomes a basketball game weighed out. Um, but even I mean, we've seen it the past few years is with uh f- you know, that thirteen four or fourteen three matchup has become more competitive because the quality of these mid major teams now we're getting to the tournament year after year, maybe one year off the next and going back. These guys are coming ready to play and some of these guys are a lot of experience on these teams with guys who've been to the tournament before, whether they've been one and done out or they've kind of won a first round game. They're ready to go. So it's definitely gonna be an interesting game. No, I agree with you guys. And uh another one touching on that, don't sleep on old Dominion either. Another team that seems like they make the tournament almost every year, every other year, whatever. Um and like I said, I just I don't like the way Purdue's playing right now. I really haven't really liked them all that much all year. Um I think they were hot early on in the Big Ten season, but haven't liked the way they've played much recently. I think they're they could definitely get upset too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so for this South region, 
Um, who are we looking out to, to come out of this? I, I've I've got Tennessee coming out of the South. Um, Dom, you have Nova, correct? Yeah, I have Nova. And Morris, totally unbiased opinion, going over. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got Nova beating Virginia in the Elite Eight. Um, I think that's going to be the game, though. That just sounded biased the way you said that. <laughs> well, you even agree. I mean, you're picking them. I think this this you know this region's up for the taking. You know, yeah, Virginia okay. until they until they get to a Final Four, I can't pick them. I mean, they've choked every year. Definitely the most. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, like more, Morris, you're saying, um, it's definitely wide open. Like, I'm picking Tennessee, but I'm not here. Like, yes, it's definitely absolutely right. going to be Tennessee. Like, I can see, you know, Cincinnati beating Tennessee, or you know, someone stupid coming out of this thing, mm-hmm. you know, and and having a big win in in that in that round of 32, where you're like, wow, everything's shaken up now, you know. So. Uh-huh. No, this yeah, definitely, like, yeah. Like you guys said, Oregon too. I mean, they've been hot recently. I mean, who knows? They can make a run. Yeah, this is definitely the weakest, uh, weakest region, in my opinion. Um, let's move on to the West, um, which has which has good teams. I would say it's it's similar to the South um, in strength. Um, Gonzaga is the one over here. Um, so Morris, who who's this? Uh, what's this round of sixty four matchup? That's uh, that you got your eyes on. Um. In this region, I kind of I think the the Marquette Murray State game is going to be a good one. Um, Murray State obviously has been a team too that's been to the tournament in years past. Uh, they've made some runs here and there. Um, and Marquette, you know, just just not really playing all that well recently. Um, they've been losing a lot of games, uh, kind of in you know in strange fashion too. They've they've been closing games really poorly, which is unlike them. Uh, Marcus Howard, I don't know what's up with him. Um, you know, if he's hurt or whatnot, I, I know he's had the left wrist injury, but it's not even his shooting wrist. So, I mean, his shot ha- hasn't really been falling, and you can't really blame that on the wrist injury. Um, but what a showdown of guards, too, in this game. I mean, John Morant is going to be a top three pick, most likely in the draft, uh, with Marcus Howard. He's probably going to be Big East player of the year. Sorry, Dom. Sorry for Miles Powell. Love Miles uh, Powell, but he's probably not going to win it, um, even though I, he would have been my pick. But, um yeah, I mean, that's going to be a hell of a showdown there between those two guys. Uh, I think this game is definitely up for the taking, uh, even though Murray State's, you know, the 12th seed. Like we said, there's going to be at least one 12 that knocks off a five. I'm seeing possibly two or three. Uh, and I think this is another one. I think this is going to be a thriller right, da- right down to the wire. Um, and could turn into a, a mano a mano, you know, what guard gets, gets more hot in crunch time um, and can carry their team home. I don't think Murray State has a chance against Marquette. Uh, John Morant's their only scorer. Marquette's got four legit scorers on their team, uh, and the Hauser brothers, uh, Marcus Howard, and I can't remember the guy's first name, but the last name is Annan. So I don't think I don't think I think Marquette rolls this game. I just don't see Murray State really having the shot. Uh, where my eyes go in this bracket is the Buffalo game. I think Buffalo rolls if they play Arizona State. I think if they play St. John's though. It's going to be a very, very tightly contested game. Now, St. John's, they do love to throw, uh, you know, play really well one game and then the next game throw up a dud. So it would be interesting to see if St. John's can put together two good games if they do, in fact, beat Arizona State, which I think they will. I think Arizona State is trash. Uh, but that Buffalo, Buffalo hasn't been playing great. You know, they come out of the MAC. And they struggled. They've struggled the last few weeks. You know, they do are getting wins, but they have been struggling. You know, very close games when you expect the Buffalo team, who went into the Carrier Dome earlier this year, by the way, and beat Syracuse. Uh, they played last year in the tournament, played really well. I believe they beat Kentucky uh, last year also. So I, I find it hard to believe that Buffalo has that again after two weeks of kind of struggling in the MAC. And St. John's are battle-tested, obviously, coming out of the Big East. But what the interesting thing thing for me, though, will be if they can put together two complete games because they get hot. I mean, <laughs> this team can win. This team can easily go to the Sweet 16 in St. John's, but they have to shoot well. And if they don't shoot well, and it all, all depends on Shamori Ponds. He sometimes looks lazy when he's not getting the, what, what he wants. And it's hard to see. And Frank Clark's chucking up threes. Uh, Figueroa's chucking up threes. So we'll see. But that game is definitely the one I'm kind of penciling in as must watch uh, come Friday. Yeah, I, I like I like both those matchups. Um, 
Morris, I'm kind of erring on your side with that Murray State Marquette game. I think Marcus Howard is seriously injured. Um, and, you know, obviously he wants to play through it because he's, you know, he's a warrior and he's really, he's, you know, Big East player of the year. But, I mean, if you're going to shoot, I think he was one for 14, correct, the other night? Yeah. Uh, I mean, and he was missing free throws too. There's obviously something wrong with him. Um, and, I mean, John Morant is a, you know, generational type talent. He, if he can carry that Murray State team to at least a competitive level against Marquette right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won. Um, I, I do have Marquette advancing, but I think Murray State is going to put up a legitimate fight there. Um, the Buffalo-St. John's potential matchup, Tom, I'm with you there. I think St. John's can ball, especially if Shamori Pons is playing well. But, I mean, if Frank, Frank Clark is shooting threes, the, the game's over before it starts. So, yeah. um, I mean, he's just miserable. He's just a miserable shooter. I don't know why he shoots the ball. Um, <laughs> but the, the game that in my eyes go straight, straight towards is Nevada and Florida. Um, I think Florida wins this game easily. I, I don't know what you guys wow. think about it, but really? I think Florida wins this game easily. Huh. No. What, no. How come? I don't really see that either. I think Nevada. I think I got Nevada actually going to the Elite Eight in this bracket. That's stupid, but <laughs> hey, man, they they got there last year too. Or Sweet Sixteen, I think it was Sweet Sixteen. Uh, yeah, they lost to Loyola Chicago in the Sweet Sixteen. That's last year though. Nevada struggled again. Another team that's kind of struggled towards the end of the season. They, uh, you know, in the Worcester Conference, uh, Mountain, West, Mountain West. Yeah, yeah, they. I don't know if you've kind of watched, but I think that Utah State game where they had that whole thing, the storm in the court and whatnot, has really changed the focus of Nevada. Uh, they lost that game. The one guy punched the fire hydrant. Yeah, no, I remember. Uh-huh. I think that game's gotten them so – and that's why I think they lost in the Mountain West, West Tournament because they were looking ahead and ended up losing to San Diego State. Uh, to me, I think they beat Florida. I, think, I don't think Florida's that very good of a team. Uh, we're kind of up and down all year in the SEC. I mean, Auburn just blew out Tennessee, and Auburn's not that great of a team. Florida's definitely not that great of a team, and they lost to Auburn by three uh, yesterday. I know the refs, unreal, atrocious all season. Uh, But to me, I think Nevada wins that game easily. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say Florida's going to make a run or anything. Um, but I think they're they're more talented than their resume and record shows, um, and I think if they, you know, utilize their strengths, um, I think they can give Nevada a really good game. Um, obviously, Nevada has the Martin twins, and, and they're phenomenal players. But if if Caleb is, is not on, I mean, I think Florida has a legitimate shot to win that game. Um, obviously, they're going to run into a tough Michigan team, you know, after. Uh, whichever one of those teams wins. So I think either of those teams run stops uh, right there anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you, Dom, on, you know, you said last year's last year with Nevada, and they definitely haven't looked as good recently. I think they climbed all the way up to, like, as high as sixth in the rankings. If yeah, they were, they were top ten for most of yeah, the Yeah, which is, I mean, that was a little much, too. I don't think they were quite that good. Um, but now I think they're maybe teetering on the edge of being a little overlooked. Um, you know, dropping all the way to a seven seed. I thought they would probably, you know, like like you said, this is the thing with the net. This is why their their seed isn't as high because they played the Mountain West with against. You know, I think there's only there's only two teams in the tournament from the Mountain West, right? Them and them in Utah State. So they're not playing. Yeah, they're not playing the best competition. Um, but I think, I mean, having success in the tournament in the past, I think it matters. Um, and I think these, you know, the, their top three players, the Martin brothers and Caroline, were all part of that run last year. Um, and, you know, their real season starts now. So, again, in a bracket, I think that is probably the second most wide open um, behind the South. Uh, I think, I mean, they, they got the potential to make a run. I don't love Michigan. I haven't really loved them all year. Um, if they get past Florida in round one, which I agree is, I mean, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think Florida's going to win comfortably. I don't, I don't think other team's going to win comfortably. I think it's a good game, but I think Nevada squeaks by. Um, I think they could definitely beat Michigan in round two. Yeah, to me, Nevada, I think Nevada definitely beats Florida. But the problem with your picks to get them to the Elite Eight is at some point they have to run into Michigan, you would assume, and most likely a Texas Tech team also. Yeah, but, like, are you really that afraid of Texas Tech? They're very good defensively. You can score no problem. 
I would be more afraid of, of Texas Tech, honestly, than I'd be afraid of Michigan. Texas Tech just they, they didn't didn't they lose in the uh, I mean obviously you know it doesn't technically matter but they just lost to West Virginia in the, in the Big Twelve semis. Look, the tournaments are one whole a whole different deal. Sometimes people say you know it's better to play that first day because you can get hot no problem and get going. Uh, and that's what kind of West Virginia did. That's what Nebraska did in uh, the Ten tournament. So like that stuff I really don't care about. Uh, it's kind of hard to kind of go back to back to back. You know, that's why winning your conference tournament is such a big deal. Uh, but if you lose right away and you've been on top all season, I think it's no problem. And, and they're battle-tested coming out of the Big 12. Uh, played Duke earlier this year in, in December at the Garden. So I think, you know, to me, so I have two kind of picks for this Final Four. My first pick is Gonzaga because I think Gonzaga easily is the best offense in the country and can go to the Final Four and possibly win a national championship. My other, my dark horse, and another bracket I have going is Texas Tech making the Final Four. Hmm. I, I I like Tech. Um, they just haven't been impressing me as of late. Um, I think Michigan just had a really tough loss to a really good team today in the Big Ten Championship. I think uh, that Brastigas kid and Matthews are for real. Um, Jordan Poole is also for real. I think Michigan is a stronger team than uh, people have make, make them out to be. Um, for me, the, you know, the final four teams in, in the West are going to be one, two, three, and four, Gonzaga, uh, Florida State, Texas Tech, and Michigan. And I'm actually really excited for that potential Florida State-Gonzaga game. I think Florida State can uh, give, them some, give them some problems defensively. Um, but coming out of the West, uh, I, I actually have Michigan coming out of the West. Hmm. Uh, I got I got Gonzaga. Um, I actually have you two will probably both disagree with this, but since I'm not the biggest Big Twelve guy, um, I think that's been shown on this podcast. I actually have Buffalo and Nevada playing in the Sweet Sixteen in a six-seven matchup against two teams that were kind of Cinderellas last year, a little bit more noticeable this year. Uh, I think they both get there. I think Nevada knocks Buffalo off, um, and I get in the other side of the Sweet Sixteen. Florida State, Gonzaga. I think that'll be a really good game. Florida State, obviously. They made a run last year to the Elite Eight. Um, can give teams – this is, you know, sort of their time of year. They have a lot of length, and it gives teams a lot of trouble if you hadn't seen it before. Um, you know, they're not the prettiest team to watch always, but they play a fast, kind of reckless style. They got a lot of athletes out on the court, um, and they're always in the game because they can get stops. Um, I think Gonzaga will struggle with them, but I think Gonzaga ultimately has more talent, more skill. I think they win that game. Um, and I think Gonzaga knocks off Nevada and gets back to the Final Four. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I, if I had to pick right now, I'd say Gonzaga is uh, the team that goes out and goes to the Final Four. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Gonzaga definitely has that capability. Um, I mean, their their offense is incredible, um, and they've been playing well all year. They really haven't had too crazy of losses. I mean, that loss to St. Mary's, like I like I touched on earlier, I'm not, I'm not too worried about that for them. They're they're going to be geared up and ready to go for this tournament and, and make a run. Um, I just, I just think Michigan's going to have that glory like they had um, last year, and they're they're going to do something crazy come tournament time. Um, so yeah, let's let's move on to that Midwest region. Um, pretty strong here. Um, Dom, your Seen Hall Pirates are part of this region. Um, I'll let you go first because I'm I'm assuming your matchup to watch is Wofford and Seen Hall. Oh, a hundred percent. So to me, this game I think plays right into the hands of Seton Hall. I was, I think first off, let me get started with the seeding because I think that's awful that it had Seton Hall tenth, uh, you know, for this this uh, region. I think it's atrocious that it happened. They beat Marquette twice, Villanova once, lost by two last night to Villanova in the Big East tournament. Beat Kentucky, beat Maryland. I think it's unreal that they put them number ten and have to go if they do pull it out against Wofford, most likely see Kentucky for a second time this year. I think it's absolutely disgusting that they did that. But getting to the game, I think Seton Hall wins this game and damn barn burner. <laughs> uh, Miles Powell's going to light it up. Quincy McKnight's really coming along as a point guard defensively. I think that's the most important thing. Quincy McKnight can shut down Fletcher McGee, who is one of Wofford's top scorers, if not the top scorer for them. I think this game is easily won by Seton Hall if he can do that. 
I think it'll be a little bit tighter, though. I don't know. Quincy McKnight gets some foul trouble. You know, kind of is reckless sometimes. Uh, Seton Hall has a height advantage. Romero Gill at a 7-1. He's clearly the tallest player on the court and taller than anybody that Wofford has by, like, a few inches. And if he can kind of dominate on the boards and inside, there's really no stopping him. Uh, and it's all going to run over Miles Powell. Miles Powell leader the whole year. He needs to step up. Uh, Wofford, again, I think is one of those teams that, you know, you get to watch all the time on, you know, you get to watch on TV for one week, seen them play, you know, in a championship game on ESPN, and everything is all Wofford, Wofford, Wofford. Now, I know they're a seven seed. They have been really good this year. We're ranked, uh, you know, towards the last few weeks of the season, and I believe ended rank. But to me, I think it's just a whole different world when you go and play, you know, Southern, you know, SoCon basketball, and then have to go play one of the top teams in the Big East. To me, I think Seton Hall win. Yeah, I think this is this to me is the strongest, most intriguing region of all. Um, I think it's the deepest, definitely. I think there's intriguing matchups all over the place in the first round. Intriguing matchups down the line. Um, I'm definitely intrigued by the Wofford Seton Hall matchup too. I think it's one of the better first round matchups in the entire tournament. Um, like you said, Dom Wofford. A team that you know was sort of under the radar all year, then they sort of started people noticing them at the end when they were ranked. Um, and I know what you're saying, how you know teams see they see oh Wofford, Wofford, you know now everybody's on Wofford because they see they're ranked. Um, and I agree that Seton Hall was heavily underseeded uh, in this tournament. They definitely should have been probably on the eight or the seven line with the way they ended the season, um, getting all the way to the Big East Championship game, giving Nova a dogfight, only losing by two points. I think they're going to win that game, too, even though, I, I mean, I think that's going to be a great game, p- potential to go right down to the end, possibly overtime even. Um, but I'm not picking against Miles Powell in the tournament in the first round. Um, definitely one of the guys to watch in this tournament. Uh, I think I like him to advance in that, and that sets up a great second-round matchup probably with Kentucky, a rematch from earlier in the season when they played a memorable game in the Garden. It was back and forth as well. Powell got crazy hot down the stretch and in overtime. Uh, Kelvin Johnson hit the half quarter to send it to overtime. Oh. Seton Hall still held on to win. Miles, that, game, that was unbelievable. Miles um, Kale, that boy, yeah. Miles Kale, the Delaware native. Yeah, that's right. Three to win it. That's right. Um, I think that could be that. That's got the potential to be a special game, um, and I'd love to see it happen if if Seton Hall is able to beat Wofford. Um, and another game I'm looking at. Don't sleep on Northeastern against Kansas. Um, this is a very very down Kansas team. Like we've said, um, you know, they got a four seed just because they're Kansas. I think they could have been seeded even lower, possibly on the five or the six line. Really, I mean, they've been they've been a mess since midseason since they lost LeGerald Vick, who obviously, you know, was a little bit of a head case, but uh, certainly increased the talent on their team. Um, you know, some of their young freshmen, Quentin Grimes, is kind of underwhelmed this year. I like Dotson. He's really the one guy on that team that I trust. But Kansas, I mean, they've been, they've been asking to get bounced and upset all year. Um, now, while I don't know a whole lot about Northeastern, like I said, I'm just I'm not a huge fan of the Big 12. I think it was a little bit overrated. Um, and Kansas has really struggled all season. I think they've got they've definitely got a chance to get knocked off in the first round. Yeah, I'm actually right there with you, Morris. Uh, I think I think the Northeastern um, team, if they could shoot uh, like they've been shooting all year, I think they shoot roughly 40 percent from three. Uh, if, if they shoot near that percentage, it's going to be a t- tough day at the office for Kansas. Um, like you pointed out, not not their best season. They got the seed because they're Kansas alone. Um, I think. I mean, I think either way, whoever wins that game is going to run into an Auburn team in that next game. Um, I think Auburn's going to keep keep going, keep playing well. So I think whatever, whoever wins that four and thirteen matchup between Kansas and Northeastern. Their, their run isn't going very far regardless. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I, I mean, Auburn's been playing great recently. Obviously had this run in the SEC tournament where they just blasted Tennessee today. So um, you probably take that with a little bit of a grain of salt from Tennessee's perspective just because coming off the huge emotional win against Kentucky yesterday, you could clearly see there was a little bit of a letdown there. Um, they're not going to be as sloppy with the ball like that going forward, most likely. Um, but Auburn, I mean, they got a coach in Bruce Pearl that's had a lot of success before. He's had tournament success. Um, not sure he's ever been in the, been to a Final Four, but he's had some teams that have been underseeded in years past, make surprising runs to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. Uh, I'm right with you. I think their run's going to continue. I think they're definitely going to the Sweet 16. 
Yeah, so Northeast, I agree with both you guys. They can shoot the ball. Uh, I think one of the top scoring offenses in the country this year. Uh, very good Kansas down. We talked about it, you know, all year pretty much. Snow Gerald, Vic, the big man's hurt. Uh, I think they're going to struggle. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think Kansas wins this game, but I would not be surprised if Northeastern pulls an upset. Uh, Sweet 16 for me, North Carolina. I don't want to say Auburn, but or, yeah, I don't want to say Auburn, but I think it's going to end up being Auburn. Uh, they just don't impress me. You know, I know they beat Tennessee, blew them out today, beat Florida yesterday, but to me, I think they're not the best, you know, they kind of just got on a high because Tennessee came in after a big high beating Kentucky yesterday and kind of overlooked this game a little bit. That's why I think they got blown out. Otherwise, Tennessee, I thought, wins this game today. Uh, so, North Carolina, Auburn. Then I got Seton Hall and Iowa State. Or, no, I'm sorry, Seton Hall and Houston going to uh, the Sweet 16. And then Seton Hall going to the Elite Eight. And then I would hope Seton Hall goes to the Final Four, but I think they lose to North Carolina there. <laughs> wow, you have you have your your Pirates going all the way to the Elite Eight. Totally unbiased. When, when you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> I mean, if they were really hot, they would have won the Big East Championship. <laughs> look, look, if Jared Roden doesn't get called for a foul there when the guy travels. I, oh, I, uh, yeah, Jared, Jared, now. Come on. Jared Rhodes four feet from the guy and somehow Stop gets it. a foul. <laughs> that game was well equally played the whole time. The better team won in the end. It was a great that game. Really, but... That literally traveled into Jared. Okay. That was... And they got pulled Jared Rhodes for a foul. I, I can't. Tina, help me out here, bro. Who, who was uh, the better team in that game? I, I don't know. Uh, I guess the team that won, right? Exactly. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, Dom, I'm kind of with you there. Uh. As far as the, the top part of that bracket, I got UNC and Auburn facing off. I think UNC wins that game. I have Houston and Kentucky. I think Kentucky wins that game. I got UNC going to the Final Four. Yeah, I, I think UNC is an unmatched nightmare for a lot of teams. I think they roll. Yeah, I agree. UNC goes. Uh, I think this is going to be a great a great region, though. Um, I could see them giving North or I could see Auburn giving them a decent game if Auburn shoots the ball like they did. You know, like they have been recently, especially today. Um, and I think obviously we touched on that Seton Hall Kentucky second round game. I think that's going to be a great one if Seton Hall is able to advance. Um, I think yeah, I agree with you though, Dom. Whoever wins, assuming Seton Hall is able to beat Wofford, whoever wins that Seton Hall Kentucky game, I think is going to the Elite Eight. I think either one of those teams will knock off Iowa State or Houston in a potential Sweet Sixteen matchup. Um, and then if Kentucky is able to get all the way to the Elite Eight, I mean they're definitely capable of beating North Carolina. They beat them already earlier this year. Um, and their athleticism really bothered them a lot. Um, but I like the way North Carolina is playing better right now, even though they lost to Duke. I mean, no um, shame. That was an unbelievable basketball game. I was watching well, that along with the Seton Hall Marquette game on Friday night. Um, I mean, that was just a treat to watch. A Duke UNC game with Zion in it. Duke one by one, but that game could have easily gone either way. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't worry about anything if I were North Carolina. I still think they're going to get to the Final Four. That's an emotional game by Duke, though. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. I- Act and whatnot, and they already lost to him twice. I mean, are they really going to lose to North Carolina three times in one year? Probably not. So, yeah. usually doesn't happen that way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, let's let's get to the nitty gritty here. Um, what people, what the people want? Final four. Um, so Dom, it looks like you have Duke, Nova, Gonzaga, and North Carolina. Correct. Yes. What are we looking at uh, going from there to the to the rest of the to the championship game, uh, Duke Carolina championship game. I think Duke avenges a loss against Gonzaga uh, earlier this year in Maui, and I think I don't think Nova really stands a chance against North Carolina. Like I said, North Carolina is a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams, uh, and I think Duke ends up pulling it out against North Carolina because there'll just be I think if they can make it to the finals, there'll just be way too much for. You know, for North Carolina, who will be tested throughout their, you know, their own region, and then have to get to play whoever in the Final Four, whether it's Villanova or somebody else, where Duke, it almost, it almost seems like they can kind of breeze, coast through to the finals, or at least to the Final Four, and then play Gonzaga, and then 
you know, kind of coast in and kind of if they need to rest their guys and whatnot. So to me, I think Duke plays UNC and I think Duke wins. And I think it's extremely close. Hit, you know, throw the rent on the over. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, that would – I had the same Final Four, actually. Um, although I'm still uh, – I'm probably going to pick North Carolina. I'm still a little unsure if Kentucky's able to get there just because, you know, the success Kentucky was able to have against them earlier this year. I think that's a toss-up game. Um, and obviously I got I got Nova in the Final Four too. Um, and I don't think Nova will, you know – they could, but I, I don't see them having really that much of a chance against either Kentucky or North Carolina in that game. But let's just say it's North Carolina. Um, I mean, that'll be a revenge game, obviously, from the championship game three years ago, which was one of the best championship games I've ever seen. Not even just because my team was in it. I mean, that was an unbelievable back-and-forth game that obviously ended in a buzzer beater by Chris Jenkins. You don't think that, you know, Roy Williams in North Carolina haven't forgotten about that. I think they'd be highly motivated if they were able to play Nova on that type, on that type of stage again in the Final Four. Um, Nova just doesn't really have the size to match up with them. They'd get beat up inside. Um, and I think North Carolina has too much firepower. And then on the other side, Duke Gonzaga would obviously be a rematch from earlier this year too, um, where Gonzaga was, you know, for a while the only team to beat Duke there. Uh, that was, again, early in the season. I think Duke uh, is definitely a better team now. Obviously, Zion back in the fold is healthy. Uh, I think I think Duke would win that matchup. And then a what a treat that would be, a Duke-North Carolina national championship game. Um, those two teams, arguably the best rivalry in sports, definitely one of them. Um, meeting on the biggest stage in college basketball for a championship. That would be something special. Um, and if they were to meet, I think Duke would win in a thriller. Yeah. So, um, something I've been like looking over for, you know, my, you know, these brackets and stuff is that it's probably going to be a lot of craziness early on, but I think it's going to come down to like the top six teams in basketball really being there at the end. Um, I have, you know, I have Duke, Michigan. Going up in the final four, I have Tennessee, North Carolina, and and I'm with you right there, boys. I got Duke, North Carolina, Duke winning it all. As long as Zion Williams Williamson is healthy, they're nearly an unbeatable team. I he's just you saw you know when he came back, they were just so much better. Like he made them click on all cylinders. Um, and yeah, I mean Duke, North Carolina, what what a treat that would be. I mean. I mean, I don't like either team, but they're clearly the two best teams in basketball, um, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, that would be an insane and awesome matchup to watch for a national championship. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. Um, so, before we wrap up, um, we all have Duke as our championships. We'll do North Carolina games as our championships. Um, we're saying take the over here, huh? Yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, all right, so you heard you heard it from us, Duke North Carolina Championship. Um, Want to remind you guys to uh, visit JokerMac.com. Um, within the next few days, we're going to be putting out our own uh, little bracket for JokerMac.com. Let you know who's on top um, from our from our colleagues, and uh, you'll be following along with Sneaky Plays. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a great three weeks of college basketball. I cannot wait. I don't know about you guys. It's going to be awesome. Oh, I can't wait. I've already, yeah, I'm, I'm taking off work one of these days on Thursday or Friday to watch the games. So I'm excited. I'll be hyped up come 940 on Thursday night when the Pirates will into Jacksonville and get a win. All right. So before we wrap up, uh, go Sparta. Uh, oh, wow. Go Sparta. Go Spartans. <laughs> Go Nova, Paul, baby. Let's get Paul, back to back in three out of four. Paul and Paul and Miles Powell. God. All right, boys. Not bad. All right, not good, bad. Shit. good This podcast was brought to you by JokerMag.com, home of the underdog.